Free love on the free love freeway But love is free and the freeway's long I got some hot love on the hot love highway Going home cause my baby's gone She's, She's gone. gone She's not dead Ricky, you're so fine, you're so fine. You blow our minds. <laughs> Cassidy, what are we here to do today? We're talking about Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. And why are we talking about Ricky Gervais? Yeah? Well, Afterlife Series 3 is out tomorrow. Or today, depending on when you're watching this, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. Or yesterday, I don't know. <laughs> Could have been out here for a year. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, Afterlife uh, Season 3 is out. We're extremely, extremely excited about it. And we thought we'd just do a quick show in homage to... One of Britain's comedy greats, and one of the world's comedy greats, yeah. Ricky Gervais. He's one of my comedy heroes, uh, probably my top two, him and Billy Connolly. Right, wow. Well, my top two comedy heroes, probably. And uh, yeah, I just love the guy, guy. When he burst onto the scene mm. 20 years ago. Long time, yeah. Long time, Long time I, Rick. I know, when I was looking back, I was like 20, because it was like 2001 when The Office came out, but we'll talk yeah. a little bit about that, and you think... Mm. Oh, it was about five years ago, that wasn't it? Yeah, it I feels like. thinking about that. <laughs> and in fact, Ricky himself is 60. Is, is he? That, yeah. He looks incredible for 60. I just think people are getting younger nowadays, though, yeah, when you get old. Yeah. When I was a kid, 60, that was it. You were on your pension and you were, you were off, weren't you? I remember first seeing him um, on the 11 o'clock show. Mm. Years and years ago, I saw him on there when he was a kind of a social raconteur, if you will. And yeah. uh, you could see from the off that he was a very clever, witty guy and then obviously like you say you mentioned the office that was his breakout wasn't it playing the role of david brent's co-creator with stephen merchant as well and it was just i think for me it changed the landscape of comedy how should we do this so we're going to do a i think what we're going to do is we're going to do a top 10 of our favorite scenes so we both picked five each and we haven't put a massive like research and thought into it have we we've just gone what are the first five things yeah. that i think of that i love about ricky gervais and then we'll kind of wax lyrical on those things, eh? yeah, and I and I couldn't put them, put them in any order. They were just no. five of my favourites. They're mm. not in any any order. Are they? No, no. So I put the first one that sprung to mind was the Office. That kind yeah, of breakthrough, of course, yeah. and the the episode that I love is the training one. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Because I mean, I'm from the <laughs> corporate world, and I've been in countless <laughs> training sessions like that. And that guy just comes. And I feel so sorry for him all the way through. Like. <laughs> Brent just takes over the every opportunity just wants to show. Um and then it's it's that I mean we did a little bit of free love on the free love freeway. We did, yeah. And that kind of spawned that anyway. He was like Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna really take over here and go and get the guitar. <laughs> I only play songs I've written myself, so you went home to get it. What an amazing scene. <laughs> I, I saw one of the comments on when I was looking at this scene and looking at it again. One of the comments on YouTube was someone had put, This is the best episode of any UK sitcom ever. Wow. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, there's a lot up there, but I would not fervently disagree because I think it is fantastic. It is, isn't it? It's genius. Yeah. So what we're going to do then, so rather than this being encyclopedic sort of deep dive into the office and all these kind of things, we'll just jump from thing to thing, shall we? Yeah, yeah, sure. Because the first thing I thought of when I thought about what things I like about Ricky Gervais is uh, I thought of extras. 
Yeah, now, if yeah. you've not seen Extras, it's a show where Ricky Gervais plays a an extra on a film set who wants to be a writer. He wants to be something more than an extra. And uh, it sort of follows his journey through the, the sets of uh, TV shows and movies and whatnot. So the first one I think of is episode two in the first season with uh, Ross Kemp. Yeah, when uh, yeah. he's playing up to that sort of hard man image that he's got. And he's talking to Ricky Gervais about the SAS. <laughs> it absolutely cracked me up and it yeah. had me a bit. So let's just take a quick look at it now. I've talked to actual SAS people and they've told me what it stands for. What does it stand for then? Super Army Soldiers. Are you sure? So there you go, Gar. What do you think of extras? Oh, I love it. I, and it's just that, that journey as well. I think it's, it's one of the best arcs I think he's yeah. got. Yeah. Because one of my favourite bits is when he, he kind of gets his sitcom going, doesn't he? Mm. And then it's like it falls apart because it's like the lowest common denominator. It's just yeah. like um, catchphrases. <laughs> and I love the one where actually when Keith Chegwin's in it oh, and he's trying to direct him. Because the director's like, yeah, fine. It's like, no, actually, we're talking about a scene where um, his sister's died at a funeral <laughs> and he just can't get it. And then he gets so confused. He's like, yeah. And also I get confused because my, name, my name's actually yeah. Keith. Do you want to call Keith in this? Because he gets so annoyed, doesn't yeah. he? And I love the scene where they're in the, and there's some outtakes of it as well where they're talking about um, the knobs going in the fannies. Men have knobs. Women have fannies. Pop knob in fanny. <laughs> and you can see Ricky Gervais kind of on the edge of losing it all the time. And that's something I love about Ricky as well, right? And I think this is what makes his, his show so good, is that the actors always seem really comfortable. Yeah. They always see he works with people repeatedly on different shows all yeah, the time. He yeah. always has the same cast members, and I think it's because they have such a good time. Yeah. And I think the secret is is that obviously actors are always worried about corpsing mm. and laughing through a take, but no one does it more than Ricky Gervais. Yeah. So it's like everyone else feels comfortable because they know Ricky's going to do it the most anyway. Yeah. So it's like it seems like a really relaxed and fun set to me all the time. So I love that. Yeah. yeah. And then well, so we touched a little bit on his early TV stuff. I want to just say very quickly about his stand-up as well, because yeah, I think he's yeah. had some absolutely fantastic oh, stand-ups. Yeah. And I'm going to capture in that the Golden Globes uh, presented sure, as yeah. well, because it's all yeah. a kind of the same thing, isn't it? And oh, he's brutal, isn't he? The world got to see James Corden as a fat pussy. <laughs> he was also in the movie Cats, but no one saw that. I saw one that said, this is the worst thing to happen to cats since dogs, right? <laughs> Going back to what I said about corpsing, one of the things I love the most, and if you're ever feeling down, right, guys, trust me on this, one of Gervais' programmes, another fine piece of work, is Derek. Yeah, yeah. Where he plays uh, a guy who is... Um, how would you term Derek? Is he autistic? I think he is autistic. He's, he a, bit, is. he's a bit autistic. He's got some special needs, and uh, he... Is, he works in a care home, he volunteers in a care home, and it's all about the characters within this care home. And Derek's is just, it's so sweet. It's such a lovely, heartwarming show with more hilarity in it. Like we've come to expect from Ricky, isn't yeah. it? You know. And anyway, the thing I love the most about it, and if you're ever feeling down and you want to cheer yourself up, just put on the outtakes from Derek. Because like I said, Ricky Gervais, when he corpses, I mean, his laugh for one. Yeah. It's like he's sucked up some sort of 19... 40s air raid siren and he just goes and he brings it out and uh, it's just this massive noise and um, th just look at these outtakes from Derek it's him David Earl as the character of Kev 
and they make me laugh every single time. Check them out. That's where he sleeps. And uh, last Tuesday, I got Janice here. I always have to get her into the caravan in a certain way, so the business end is facing the door. Uh, I haven't got a chance any other any other way, so I open the door, and normally her arsehole's blinking at me. <laughs> If she was to reverse it, I wouldn't have a bloody chance. So I always like to do it that way and make sure her ass I was winking at me as soon as I come onto the doormat. <laughs> well, I want to talk about something which is not massively famous in terms of when you yeah. think about Ricky Gervais, but he did some kind of web shorts, uh, learn English with Ricky Gervais. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got his mate Carl Pilkington, which we're going to talk about a little bit in this segment. <laughs> but the bit that cracks me up, and if we can find it, I'll stick it on here, yeah. is the back sack and crack waxing. <laughs> and it's just one of those moments where Carl Pilkington just absolutely cracks up himself. <laughs> and you don't see that much. No. But no. I love it. Check this out. I would like my back waxed, my crack waxed, and my sack waxed. Right. Do you do the treatments yourself? No. I'd like you to. You can't request who's doing your sack, your crack, <laughs> or your back. There's a woman in the back who does your crack. <laughs> well, um... <laughs> you're fucking insane. Right, that's enough wait, that. No, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know who's going to so, learn anything Wait, wait, this. wait. The great Carl Pilkinson there, and it brings me into my other favourite thing uh, that Ricky's ever done, which was the podcasts the audiobooks with, yeah. with Carl Pilkinson. I've got a real sentimental attachment to him because um, when I, I used to live in London and I used to travel back up to North Wales all the time and they were the thing that kind of kept me entertained on long train nice, journeys yeah. and things like that. And, and they gave me so much laughter and joy. And it's hard to pick like a, a, a favorite bit of one of them because they're just hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of yeah. comedy gold. But if I had to sort of think of the first things that sort of fire into my head, I'd say Carl's diary. He's only got to write that down. Monkey news. Monkey news. Yeah. I love monkey news. I mean, let's this. Let's have a listen to a few. They always say when you get someone a present, you should buy them something they wouldn't buy themselves. Daft rule. I want something I would buy myself if I had the money. When I was young, me auntie Nora got me a present I wouldn't buy myself. It was a T-shirt with her face on. <laughs> Got some post delivered to me today. It was addressed to Mr. Dilkington. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Oh God. <laughs> so we've we've covered a lot of the comedy elements. And we said at the, the start of the show that we're gonna look about how he's writing has kind yeah, of evolved yeah. and the, the one point I was kind of alluding to was the, the Christmas special at series mm. two of The Office. Yeah. Where they have that kind of Christmas party at the end. David's left Wernham Hogg. Neil from Swindon has kind of come in and taken over. Yeah. And he, he was, he, Brent almost wanted to be one of the lads all the way through. Yeah, always. And I know it's one bit that you like. So it's like a, a couple of scenes where one, he's brought a date, hasn't he? Yeah, and then she kind of goes, and then he has been bringing his dog into the office, and then they're like, "Oh, where's your dog?" And then Chris Finch goes, oh, "Didn't you see her? She's already left." And he just looks yeah. at him and goes, "Chris, yeah. why don't you fuck off?" But the bit I really like in, in terms of that kind of pulling on your heartstrings is yeah. right at the end when Dawn comes back. Oh man! And it's, you've been rooting for him all the way through. Amazing. She went to America, but then came back. 
and she just grabs him, doesn't she? And she gives yeah. him a kiss and kind of leads him away. But if you look at Gervais, he kind of looks back at them and he kind of looks down at the floor. And I think at that moment, he's like, I did that. And I know how mm. much it's going to mean to the, to the viewers. I can't operate on that boy. Because he's, he's my, my son. son. The doctor's telling the truth as well. Is he a man old? Careful, she's got fiance. Um, not anymore. One of the things I love, and you you, you, you touched on it there, Gal, where you talk about him telling Finchie to, to fuck off. Um, I love that scene yeah. because I, I love uh, an underdog, if you want to call Brent that. We've, we've, we're rooting for him secretly, aren't we, always? Yeah, yeah. And it happens again in uh, David Brent Life on the Road where um, it's a sort of, it's a, a feature-length film that's done after the documentary is aired and all that kind of thing and, and David Brown has become a sort of Z-list celebrity isn't he yeah. and now he's going to take himself on the road with a band and try and have a crack at a, a music career it doesn't go to plan it's safe to say isn't it <laughs> yeah, and at the end um, there's another Finchy kind of character David Brent's working now selling like a sanitization products or something isn't he like can I just ask you who does your tampons <laughs> <laughs> he's selling <laughs> <laughs> I thought you could ask me something serious. <laughs> <Yeah. then. laughs> so, so he works to this company selling tampons and whatnot. And there's another salesman, a very Finchy esque mm. guy, isn't it? And he's taking the piss out of him at the end of the film because his music career is not kicked off. It's not been a success at all. And then um, I can't remember her name. The love interest, Pauline, is it? Pauline. And then Pauline comes in, and she sets this salesman straight, doesn't she? Yeah. Chucks a glass in his water in his face, and then says to David, "I think you were great. They can last." They're no better than me. Just because they're reps who like being reps and I'm a rep who wants to be someone else. With that attitude, they'll be reps for the rest of their life. I might be a rep for the rest of my life, but I was a rock star once. <laughs> Useless prick now though, aren't you? <laughs> what are you good at, eh? Nothing. What are you doing? What are you doing? No bad. I thought you was great. At what? I came to see you play last week. Oh, right. I didn't see you. And I just snuck in. I didn't want to put you off. <laughs> Cheers. There's no one does that like Ricky Gervais for me. There's no one sort of tugs on your heartstrings like that. And I think what it is for me, right, is that I associate him with so much joy mm. and so much laughter that when he does something sad, and we'll get to this again in a minute when we talk about afterlife, when he does something where he's sad or you can see he's affected or hurting or whatever, I feel it 10 times more yeah. because I associate the guy with so much joy that when I see him sad, it makes me feel like intensely sad. Yeah. It's like, no, no, you're Ricky Gervais. This is just, you're always funny. It's always fun. I want to tell you about the one that always makes me cry. Go on. I researched it again. And I don't know what's going to happen. Every time I watch it is when <laughs> is I cry. It's for me... And we'll talk about Afterlife, because that is, yeah. uh, like you say, a very poignant and, and heartfelt oh, series. 
but in extras, I think it's the special, or it's certainly the last episode in extras where he goes into Big Brother. He's like yeah. rock bottom, and in there's like Chico and Lionel <laughs> Blair, and he kind of just dawns on him where his life ended up. He was chasing this fame, and he didn't get it. It's almost like a comment on fame at that point, and it's. Yeah. It, and where it is now, I mean, where people are chasing fame on TikTok and stuff like that, and they're doing mm. some stuff, and you think, well, YouTube, yeah, doing <laughs> stuff on YouTube, <laughs> and and he's sitting there, and he's, he's he's talking to the group, but he's only talking to one person, and that's Maggie, really, because oh, yes, she's asking him silly questions, and he he's like going at one time, she asked me a question, do you want to be a, a penguin or a flying fish, mm. and I should have answered it there, and he's like choking up, going, I'll answer it now, and I'm getting a bit emotional, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like. It's like, oh my God. And like I say, every time I watch it, I cry yeah. without yeah. fail. I think it's the the best thing he's done in terms of that writing. Wow. From a comedy thing yeah. to just to switch it like that. Because yeah. you, you're not expecting it. And it's like, phew, powerful stuff. Really powerful yeah. for me. While you're on that then, in terms of that switch from comedy, or you say he goes from comedy to poignant. My favourite thing in, should we move on to Afterlife? Yeah, yeah. Is how he goes from poignant to comedy. And it's the scene, and again, it's one that always makes me cry, uh, where he's he's with his dad, played by the incredible um, David Bradley. Mm. And um, his dad has, has got dementia. He doesn't recognise him, really, uh, but he goes to see him. Tony goes to the character of Tony, goes to see his dad every single day in the, in the care home. And he sat with him, and, and they're just sort of uh, talking, and then it is, Ricky Gervais says, how do you know me? Yeah. And then, it, and then this incredible bit of acting from David Bradley, he looks, he turns and looks at him and it's like he has this revelatory sort of realisation. He goes, you're my boy. Yeah. And you can, and then, and then it's just this brilliant sequence of acting from the both of them where David Bradley plays this man who with dementia so well and Ricky Gervais kind of, you can see the turn in his face. You can mm. see, oh my God, I've been waiting for this for so long. Yeah. Like his dad has finally recognised him and then he starts talking about how he, he wrote on the wallpaper. Yeah. And um, oh, let's, let, let's just have a look at this scene. How do you know me? Well, you, you come here sometimes. Yeah, I come here sometimes. You're my boy. You drew on the wallpaper, didn't you? I did, yeah. When I was seven. Do you remember that? <laughs> Your mum's furious. She was. Don't worry about it. Got a spare roll down the shed. I'll do it tomorrow. You did it already, Dad. You did it the next day. Yeah. I'll do it tomorrow. I love you, Dad. Gay. <laughs> it's such a, a powerful show, and it just, to me, like we already said, like I think Ricky Gervais, is, he's just a good, good bloke. Yeah. He's a good human being, and I think he understands human beings doesn't he and i think you can see that in afterlife with the different relationships that tony has with the different 
like yeah. sort of collection of characters. And a lot of them, I would say, are almost misfits in society. Yeah. yeah. Like you wouldn't normally associate them if you were in yeah. that position a lot of the time. Even yeah. like the postman, played by Joe Wilkinson, it's like <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time you just go, well, thanks for your post and, and away you go. But he, <laughs> he kind of has that connection and all the yeah. way down to a lot of those people where he grows out and he... By making those connections, I think his character grows as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about it's about people. It's about a human connection, like you say. With Ricky as well, what I love about his shows and about his writing, and it's particularly in Afterlife, is that I think he lives out some of his own fantasies in the character. Yeah. Like, I think he'd love to call someone, uh, you know, a fat nosy bastard or whatever he calls that guy. I think he'd love to do that. But he can't because he's Ricky Gervais. He's yeah, famous. Yeah. He'd be in the papers, wouldn't he, the next day? So I think he lives vicariously through Tony a bit. And he has said this, that it's sort of like role play for the soul yeah. in that uh, he gets his characters to do things that he can't do. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of the comedy is there, isn't it? Like you know, what he says to the kid in the playground and all that yeah. kind of thing, you know? It's just, uh, it's just a great show. Yeah, You know, it's just so... Well done. It's well shot as well. I think we've not mentioned yeah. how good he is as a director. Yeah. You know, it's so well shot. It looks gorgeous, doesn't it? It's like proper quintessentially sunny Britain. I know. I keep on thinking of it because <laughs> when we film, it's always pissed down, <laughs> isn't it? I don't know if it's because we're in Wales. <laughs> yeah, we but, never get any yeah, sun. I know. But it looks fantastic, doesn't it? You must yeah. get like three-week block of going, right, yeah. sort me out here, God, because <laughs> <laughs> I brought Joyce to the, to the nation. Help me out here. <laughs> I think it's genuinely one of the best things I've ever seen on TV. Yeah. So important, like you say, in highlighting the grieving process. And it's so raw, it's so brutally honest. Mm. And it's, it's, it's beautiful in a way. Yeah. It's, hard, it's a hard watch. If, you know, and a lot of people, I think, you know, mental health is so important to talk about. And this show has been amazing for that. Yeah. Amazing. I think it's, it's inspired and saved a lot of people. Yeah. And you've got to give him credit for it. And it's the writing that does it. I want to say this as well as a, as a big takeaway that is kind of something I've learned from it as well, watching mm. it. Um, make sure you, you, you're putting your post in a post box, not a dog shit bin. <laughs> yeah. It's always important, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Let us know your favourite Ricky Gervais moments in the comments. And please get in touch with us across all of these social media channels. That's it. Hit that subscribe button, please. And we'll see you soon. Yeah.